Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Brewers Mendley, and today we are going to make uh, our Colombian microlot from El Verguel, the Lagoon Java. As usual, I'm going to introduce you to uh, the coffee itself, a uh, little bit about the roast, a little background about uh, the farmers, and we will dive into the brew. But before that, why did I pick this particular coffee? Well, you may know that um, I discovered coffee in Colombia, and for a lot of time I wanted to have a coffee that can symbolize um, the, the awesomeness of, of that country and, and what basically that country means to me, which is uh, a lot of kindness, high patience, and, uh, and also really high quality coffee. Nowadays, um, a lot of um, competition coffees, a lot of high-end ultra specialty coffee comes from Colombia and the, the country, the regions, the microclimates and the terroir are all quite awesome, honestly. So I really wanted to find a flavor that can um, symbolize uh, what, uh, what Colombia is in, uh, in a huge sense without, without diving into the, the classic Colombian profile of uh, like the Excelso, etc., but more into the microlot specialty coffee way, so you can enjoy also very unique flavors. And um, first, I was hesitating to do this brewed mainly because uh, this Java changes. It's a really complex coffee that, first of all, opens up uh, the green coffee opens up slowly, but also the roasted coffee. Here, I'm uh, four days post roast, which is what uh, the minimum I recommend uh, to wait um, for this particular coffee. But if you have it mm, 10 days later, you'll see that the flavors slightly change. They, they're a little bit more stabilized, a little bit um, even more balanced. So it's really an interesting coffee to, um, to have. But bear in mind that you may adjust your grind size uh, as the coffee uh, rests a little bit more. And to me, I have... I really find the peak of flavors at 10, 12 days post-roast where we really have all those flavors in the description that I uh, picked. So this coffee um, is situated uh, in Alvergera State in, um, in Colombia, in the region of Tolima, and it's produced by the Better uh, Brothers at 1,500 meters above sea level. And what's amazing about um, about the, the producer that we I actually uh, met online and we, uh, we we chatted for for a long time is the dedication to um, to the quality and to the biodiversity around as well. It's it's really about finding the optimum balance between uh, what nature has to offer, what that particular lot in that particular parcel of the farm of the estate has, and what varieties to put in, and that's why. Here, they, uh, they have the Java variety in a specific um, location in, uh, in the coffee uh, farm. Because this lot, they called it Lagoon Java because it's, um, the, 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 the lot is situated near a natural lagoon on the estates. And it really benefits from that, uh, from that microclimate. They did a lot of experimentation uh, with, um, with the Java. And, uh, and different varieties, and the Java really withstand and shine in that uh, particular uh, soil and a particular microclimate. So it's really about finding the optimum balance between nature, 
the climate, the terroir, and the uh, the coffee plant. The um, uh, the process, so it's a semi-wash process, meaning that uh, they have um, they have an aerobic fermentation in cherry for cherries for 48 hours, meaning it's just open air uh, for 48 hours, and then um, they uh, depot it, but they leave the mucilage for uh, on anaerobic uh, fermentation, and then they dry it for 15 days on um, on raised beds at a lower temperature. So so that is control of um, of the temperature and the fermentation, which allow them to really create the best that uh, that the, the, the coffee farm has produced. That's how I see um, coffee fermentation and, uh, and, and processing. It's really a, a tool, not necessarily to add flavors, but I like it the way they do it in a way that they they want to, um, to to pull the best of of that coffee the same way we as a roaster or brewer we want to pull the best of our uh, of a coffee roasted coffee while they do the same um, with um, with coffee fermentation because that's where really they have a huge impact on um, the future of a coffee. All right, uh, that's a little bit yeah. Oh. Harvest was in May 2021, so it's a Java variety. And uh, so Java variety is um, basically uh, coming from, uh, I think, Sumatra, from the Dutch, who um, who took it. So it's an Ethiopian landress uh, variety um, that what trans- what's I think transplanted to uh, to Cameroon and then introduced. In Indonesia and in Costa Rica, so it's um, it's really linked to uh, this Ethiopian uh, landrace once again, a little bit more than the Bourbon. So you will find um, some similarities like that floral um, aspect of it, but then you have a, a really unique uh, Colombian terroir, and even in in, in that Colombian terroir, you have here a lagoon which gives a different microclimate. On uh, on the roasting. So we roasted uh, quite uh, quite short here to 10 minutes roast, and um, the roast degree is light. So on a color scale, um, if you're familiar with it, basically the higher uh, the the lighter, 100 being uh, plain white, so it's clearly impossible. Um, so here uh, the outside color is about 70 or 71. And the inside about 73.5, I think. So light, but not ultra light. More towards light to medium. And that was quite uh, quite tricky to roast, but that will be another episode about roast with memory. All right. And uh, now let's brew it. So in the cup, what we have. We have here, uh, so on the pour over, I'm using a flatbed uh, brewer and uh, here I'm using the April brewer and I will suggest to use um, you can use also a, a corn shape but for the corn shape I will suggest to kind of lower the dose to have a slightly more homogeneation in the the blooming phase the the uh, the struggle or the tricky part of a corn shape brewer uh, with home based equipment and home based grinder is that uniformity if you have really 
good grinders and water, uh, then you won't have any issue. I would say that will be close or very close, even better than a cafe. But for uh, our basic approach at home, um, it can be difficult to, to brew like a 20 or 25 grams dose on a cone shape. A lot of bypass can happen. So I would suggest a flatbed um, brewer in that case that will really, really uh, reduce that bypass or um, channeling or clogging that may cause some astringency or over issues or under, under extraction, etc., etc. But here I'm using a cone shape, oh, sorry, a flatbed um, brewer. And those 20 grams, I'm going to put 300 grams at 205. And here I wanted to, to, to have a little uh, kind of caveat about the uh, temperature. I use sometimes 198, 199 with this coffee uh, later on. So here it's fresh. I'm really going to extract, you know, all the goodness of, of it. But a week later, I tend to prefer setting my temperature lower at 200 to have a little cleaner approach. That's why this, this, this coffee is really, really unique because it changes and you can change uh, the parameters based on it. It's, it's super fru fruity, super floral, and very, very sweet. Um, all right, grind size, we are medium uh, coarse here. Um, and for an indication on your Barata Encore, we are about 22, 21, 22. On a Comandante, we will be about 30 to 35 on the clicks. Let's go. And so we are going to start with a um, blue, a pre wet pour of 80 grams and uh, 45 seconds. Do that. So that long bloom will really allow all the grounds to degas evenly. Ready more, and then you will wait for um, a good 45 seconds. I tend now to prefer those slightly longer bloom, and with experience and a little experimentation, I realized that. Um, the classic 30 seconds bloom works with smaller doughs, like of 12 grams, 13 grams, 15 grams. As, uh, as soon as we get into the 20 grams or 25 grams, the depth is thicker, right? So that's why um, I like waiting a little bit more when I brew a slightly more uh, volume. All right, at 45 seconds, we are going to pour until 200, so 120. And my pour is quite, uh, quite fast here. I stay quite low and I try to pour as fast as possible. The idea is also to agitate a little bit and, um, and kind of put a lot of weight on, uh, on the coffee so it can uh, accelerate the, uh, the flow. Not that we want a very fast flow, but sometimes on a flatbed a brewer, uh, it can uh, slow down and clog at the end. And at the minute and 30 seconds, I'm going to pour my last 100 grams to hit my 300 grams. And we should uh, target um, 
two minutes 45 below three minutes basically um if you go above three minutes you may lose that cleanliness that the fruitiness floral aspect of it and get really that sweet vanilla cake uh, but here once again i want a little bit of juiciness um and you'll see that this coffee has a really balanced uh acidity and a quite syrupy body and, and texture Grab my cup. The filter I'm using, I'm using Kaleida filter, even though I'm using the April uh, Brewer. So the April Brewer is basically a, a, another um, flatbed brewer uh, with a slightly larger hole on the bottom so that it can flow a little bit faster. But I didn't really like the, um, the filter they produced. Uh, found that they were clogging a lot, so I switched back to um, to the Kalita one. So we're done in two minutes and fifty seconds. Okay, perfect. And the same way um, I explained earlier that the green coffee opens up, the roasted coffee opens up. And this coffee as well, brewed, uh, opens up. The first part is really that floral um, and, and a very fruity part. And then as it cools down, it gets sweeter with more vanilla um, pods or vanilla cake um, qualities. And when you taste this coffee, it's it's nearly impossible to pinpoint and to to know exactly that it's a Colombian coffee. That's why I find um, Colombian coffee truly unique because every single region, every single virtue, every single farmer has this uniqueness that can trick any um, any seasoned uh, coffee drinker or coffee professional. I'll never guess that this was a Colombian coffee, for example. Sometimes hot, it can almost be close to um you know that those current floral qualities of our kenyan coffee this is really hibiscus and very rose heap it's more sort of the flower uh florality so it can be really really um uh, tricky especially because the roasts uh, the way i roasted are quite similar with a shorter development time than usual Mm. So here, you really have, I think, a very balanced um, cup of coffee um, at that temperature. When I use slightly cold temperature, it's a little bit more floral and, and fruity. But here, you really have a balance of vanilla, this orange mandarin, but without the um, without the acidity, without the tartness, it's it's really really smooth in uh, in acidity. So I really also wanted wanted to to find a coffee um, that doesn't have a huge huge acidity up front uh, for people to still enjoy. Um, people who don't like acidity will still enjoy um, sweetness and florality um, uh, of a micro lot or slightly premium coffee. Because nowadays, all the really, really expensive lots and very 
delicate coffee has this really juicy and bright acidity that I personally enjoy, but I want to be as inclusive as possible and find an offering that can uh, that can have also clean, uh, sweet, creamy texture um, without that huge, huge acidity. We still have it. Still have some very nice acidity that balance out with the um, sweetness. But here, it's really the balance between the sweetness, um, the flavors, and the body. The body is really syrupy, which um, really wants you to to have some some cake or some some baked good or sweets on the side. Excellent. And as it opens up, it gets even sweeter and sweeter, and sometimes even cleaner in the uh, flavors, the descriptors. So that's why I like waiting another two, three or four minutes before drinking again. So you can really experience the full spectrum of this coffee. Thank you very much and see you next time for another episode of Brewed Memory.